Hey, do you follow us on social media? If not, you should. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Follow us, check us out. We have fun stories and fun anecdotes to talk about. So make sure you check that out. Um, And also listen to us wherever you listen to your podcasts, whether it be Stitcher, SoundCloud, or Apple Podcasts. We'd love to hear from you. Tell us what you think. Rate us. And uh, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. That's all that we got here. So let's get on with the show. What up, folks? Welcome to a. Are we starting? Oh my god, yes. All right, go ahead and say it. What up, folks? Welcome to another episode. Sorry, I wasn't ready. (laughs) Should I redo it? No, that was good. (laughs) (laughs) All right, what up, folks? (laughs) Welcome to another episode of Dowling and Dribbling with Alex and Bry. Hey. Um, It is week seven of the NBA. Um, but before we get into all of the NBA nonsense, there's other nonsense to talk about. Yeah. There's so many things happening. Yeah. I I feel like you're more aware. I'm of, so aware. Of, of, of the most important The royal thing. family. Yes. Y'all, we got a black princess. This is exciting. <laughs> this is so exciting. Say more on that. Um, so for those of you who are living under a rock, um, Meghan Markle of uh, Southern California who is a plays Rachel Zane on Suits, for those of you who watch Suits on USA, like myself, um, has been rumored to be the girlfriend of Harry, um, Prince of Wales. I think that's his title. I think so. Um, Harry, you know, the Prince, you know, Prince yeah. Harry, the redhead. Yeah. Um, and, uh, obviously we found out that they were confirmed to be dating each other. She is, I believe, Three years older than him. Oh, is she? She's 36, my understanding. Um, she's a divorcee. She was married oh. before for two years. <laughs> and div- and she's divorced. Uh, but she hey. Upgraded. She upgraded. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know Just, who he was. No, she's upgraded. But absolutely. it seems like he, he, I'm sure upgrade. he was a lovely person. But uh, he, she's definitely a upgraded. A prince? Not, not quite. Not, not quite. And the cool thing about it is that this black princess didn't have to kiss a frog. Like in yeah. Princess and the Frog. I see where you are. You see, That's you see, cool. You see what I did there? She's, um, how, you know, but she's very fair-skinned. Yeah. I saw she her. She can definitely a, pass. Like, she can pass for a white person. What's her, do you know her demographic yes. background? What are we talking here? Her dad's real white mm-hmm. and worked in Hollywood as like a, like, in like production stuff. Like, I think lighting or something like that. Uh-huh. Her mom is a social worker, black mother. Okay. Um. And mm. pictures I've seen of her, you don't you don't want to mess with her. Like she's lovely. <laughs> like she's her like, mother. Yeah, there's yeah. pictures. I'm just like, oh okay, don't want to mess with her. Very cool. Um, and I shout, mean, shout out to all the social workers doing good stuff. I know, there. right? Well that's needed. A, that's hard work. That is thankless you got, you work. Get, you got to be tough. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and she got into acting, and Suits was kind of her bigger breakout role. Um, and she's done really well there. She is leaving Suits, obviously. Yeah, um, you said obviously. (laughs) Obviously, because she has some other things to do, like be a duchess. I have to be a duchess. (laughs) You, uh, we're reading your resume here. Um, We see you worked for Suits. Um, So what interests you in the duchess position? Well, you know, just like general royalty. General royalty. Gold everything. Um, No, I'm really excited. I normally don't care about the royals, um, especially since when Diana passed. Diana passed 20 years ago today. I mean, not today, 20 years ago this year. Mm -hmm. It was in 2007. No, 
17? 17. No, 1997. 1997. Yeah. So that makes it 20 years. Because that's how math works. That's usually... <laughs> that is how math usually numbers, works. orders. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I remember being really sad when... I remember being up watching her funeral and all those things. And being oh, yeah. That was I, a, it was devastating. I really... You, you had a vague notion at, at our age at mm-hmm. that time of yeah. the royal family. We just were the, 10. The, yeah. Just the queen waving right. like with the hand. Yeah. But you knew Princess Di was a wonderful person. Right. And but you also tra- know there was like like drama with her because yeah. she was going to divorce. She divorced at the time. Charles. Charles. And, was, and Charles was a cheating scumbag. Right. It was um, a soap opera. That's yeah. what I thought the royal family was supposed to be. Then totally. tragedy happened. Right. Which was, oh my God, what's going to happen to these sons? Right. Uh, and and then walking. Son- Oh yeah! Oh god! Yeah. Oh, that was that was hard to watch. You're like, as a kid at the time, you were like, "That's terrible." Like I, as a ten year old, was like, "Why are they making them walk all that way?" <laughs> it was rough. Yeah. And you were like, "Man, are they ever gonna grow up to be okay and yeah. have loving relationships with and really they, beautiful people?" And they and did. They did. And very successfully. And their interview was so cute. Did you see their BBC interview? I saw it. I saw it visibly, but yeah. the sound was off where okay. I was. So yeah. I was just like, who is that sitting next to Harry? Who's very attractive that my eyes are very drawn to. She's very attractive. She she has a very uh, nice smile and a good posture. And it just seemed like She's she was... She's totally worthy to be a person. She was glowing just... She's in love. So, love is... And a humble confidence. Mm-hmm. And I was like, she brings... I bet you she lifts him up quite a bit. Yeah. And I'm... Yeah. I'm sure I mean, it works both ways. But. Right. I'm sure. And I think, you know, like we talked about a couple of weeks ago, hopefully in a relationship, you know, any relationships that we're in, that we support the other person, they support us, and we are better because of each other. And I think that... I would hope that's what we are seeing in Harry and and uh, Meghan Markle. What's it like to date royalty? I don't know. When, but your, there's dad's a lot. A, when your dad works in Hollywood and your mom is a social worker, and you're like, oh, this guy is a prince. Yeah. And they, they met on a blind date. What? Yeah, like someone set them up. Like, was a blind date and set them up. Hey, read my friend Harry. No, yeah, no, no. It's this just random Harry. guy. Harry, he's cool. And she, and she said that she didn't know a lot about him. She's like, knew that he was a prince, but that's a, like... She's like, yeah, she, he's Harry, Diana's son, the redhead. Like, she didn't know much about him beyond that. Um, and then they went on a blind date, and the date was long, and, like, clearly sparks flew. And then they they did a long distance for a while because she was in Toronto filming Suits. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was obviously oh, being a good. prince, you know, doing prince things. I don't know what that is, Which is, I you. mean, it's a lot of, like, charity work, a lot of... Um, doing the work for the queen, so the queen has certain responsibilities. Mm-hmm. So I watched The Crown on Netflix, which mm-hmm. is a very—it's not necessarily exact depiction of what is what's happened in Buckingham Palace, but it talks about how Queen Elizabeth became Queen Elizabeth and just kind of the the drama that she's had to deal with from her sister um, to now. The second season, I think, is going to be a little bit more about Char- uh, Charles and other things like that. It's it's very interesting. Uh, wait, was the sister in contention for the throne? No, no, no. Um, her sister, um, Queen Elizabeth's sister, is famously was um, having an affair with a married general and mm-hmm. wanted to marry him. And for the longest time, you couldn't marry, a div- like in the in their church, you couldn't marry uh, someone who was divorced. Like that's oh, like, shame. Which is clearly not the case anymore because Prince Charles and Camilla, Camilla have 
yeah. since married each other yeah. um, and things like that. So like the, things have changed and like just seeing tradition and even just how he she became queen and that is also very interesting because she was never really supposed to be queen because her father was never supposed to be king but her father's brother married an American and was shunned and thus her father had to be king. There's a lot I know yeah, about the Yeah, I lost you somewhere in there yeah. and so I need to watch that I guess. Yeah, but it's very interesting. I mean, it's not like necessarily approved by the like royal family mm-hmm. but you know, it's, yeah, it, it, it did, is definitely founded in some historical truth. Didn't get the royal seal. No, uh, exactly. Technically. Exactly. But if you uh, are the prince. Yeah. Can you have a job outside of your philanthropy work? Does he I mean, do? They, yeah, I mean, they're like in the armed forces. I knew that. So yeah. they served. They serve in the military. But I thought that was more... I, I never unpacked it. Right. Now, this is the first time I'm actually thinking about it. But I just kind of took it at face value of, oh, yeah, they're going into the military because it speaks well of country. Like it sure. just says, like, yeah. we are doing our service to our country as of the throne. Right. You know, but I never took it to be that... I always thought they had their own money coming in, like yeah, the from the crowns, government, the crown's money. Yeah, so they are never, they're they never hurting. They're never hurting. No, but they're like, I'm gonna do the army thing because it's a good look. For and the all of all of the men do it. Like Charles did it. You know, William did it. I mean, I don't know yeah. all the details. I don't know all the details, yeah, yeah. but they I'm have. Just curious. They're like, I, I believe William is a pilot. Like he's an actual pilot in his phone planes in Afghanistan and things like that. My understanding. What? Yeah. yeah. Wait, so they like did action. Yeah. Like they served. They're not just like Yeah, I obviously thought they were sitting in a chair somewhere no, like doing desk doing, work. Yeah, no, they're doing stuff. I'm kind of impressed. Yeah, they both have military career um yeah. Okay. That's, so anyway, that's, I'm that's really bad. excited to yeah. see I mean, I, I'm it's I think people if you look on Twitter, um, racists have come out and said that, uh, you know, how she's an N-word and that he clearly hates his parents and that's why he's dating <laughs> a black woman who's three years older than him. Um, have you seen her? She's flipping hot. Um, beyond yeah, I'm, that. Yeah. Beyond I'm letting that. you say, I'm letting you flatter her more than I because of the segments that we will be talking about (laughs) on this week's podcast. But I just want it to be known. I think she is extremely attractive. She's extremely attractive. She's always been attractive. I remember watching her in suits and being like, this girl is really hot. How is she just getting to be in suits? Like, it doesn't, I don't understand. Um, And she did suits in like her 30s, like her early 30s. Yeah. It's only, I think, seven seasons long. So that makes sense. Um, Good job, Harry. Yeah. So, I mean, a lovely couple. A lovely couple. But of course, uh, some people think there's uh, speculation that the only reason why the queen is okay with this interracial marriage mm-hmm. is because he'll never be king, that Harry will never be king. Wait, speculation from just people Just out people there. just like out there in the world. People, gosh. And, um, you know, and, and of course, if you look on like Twitter like and, you know, social media, people are just saying, you know, racist, heinous things about her and about you know, how, like, just terrible things like that. And it's like, you know what? Let love be love. There's, I mean, and there's also people who are like, you know, if she was a real black woman, she would be marrying a black man. I'm like... All right, listen, folks. Let's, uh... (laughs) Hang on. Let's just stop right there because we've talked about how love is love and you love who you love. Yeah. And sometimes color matters in that and other times it doesn't. And how, like, her father, a good father, was a white man, so she may be attracted to white men. That's okay. 
I'm like, just going to say this. It's very often mm-hmm. that speaking as a mixed person. You are mixed. You are. Yes. I have a, I have a little half situation going okay. on. Okay. I I've never known that. I have a you. white parent and a black parent. You do? Not not social work or lighting design. <laughs> but very cool people. Very cool nonetheless. people. Nonetheless. Yes. I love they them are. very much. And they um, you know, it, in the American society, it's not always that we go from this is just an American. I understand there's a British situation going right. on here, uh, a United Kingdom, but in white society at large, it's not always that they can just transition into blackness. Like, okay, we're going to have a black person now. Right. Like, that, the mixed people sometimes have to be in the equation. You right. need a half situation. So that the whole situation can happen. Yeah, look at Barack Obama. That's really my president. <laughs> like, if we're talking about, yeah, first black president, I, sure. I'm all about inclusion. Right. Let's, let's check that box off. But if we're getting technical, that, that's, he's from my, he's cut from my cloth. He, yep, he's... He has a white mama and a black father. Yeah. Very much like you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they would say, oh, no, he's not. He's not. That was what he got on the campaign trail. I was like, he's not black enough. He's mm-hmm. not. But then he married Michelle. And that so that kind black. of, yeah. And then it legitimized him in a lot and of people. And he has black kids. And, yeah. yeah. But look at golf. Tiger Woods. He doesn't realize he's black. He didn't even know he was. Bl- I'm sure he still doesn't know. Yeah. And he married a white woman. Mm-hmm. And he still has another um, white, a white girlfriend. girlfriend now. Are they still together? I don't think they're still together. No, well, maybe not. Maybe I'm, I'm late on that. But either way, it's like everybody, it, it, that's the, the long story of mixed people is, well, she's not black enough. She's not a real black person. Or, you know, she's got blackness in her. She's tainted. It's it's not pure. It's not pure whiteness. It's like for all the mixed people out there, we're never in one camp or the other exclusively. Right. So yeah, it's just, it's our plight. But it's a beautiful looking plight. Mm-hmm. We wear it well. Keep our heads held high. Cheers to that. We're, exactly. We make it happen. Right. And really at the end of the day, it's awesome to see love be a thing. Yeah, I'm we happy got, for him. Yeah, we got a black princess. I'm or pro- as she she calls her, she calls herself mixed race. Mm-hmm. So we have a mixed race princess. I do too. Because I don't want to forsake half of my identity and that's just that's a beautiful way of saying that it's how it is i appreciate that i could i could claim one over the other but it, it wouldn't but feel if someone right. saw you they would be like you're not fully white yeah you you're not white passing where yeah, she sure. can be yeah yeah, yeah. In oh, moments. but someone would also see me and say but you're not you're also not, fully black you're not fully black because yeah. you light skin because when i moved when i come to new york Mm-hmm. It's the only time people ever came up to me and started speaking Spanish. They were like, "Oh yeah, I get that all the time too." You Puerto Rican? No, <laughs> Dominican then. No, nah. nah. I was, I moved here and little kids would just come up to me and start asking me. Little five year olds like, "You Dominican? <laughs> what? Nah. Like Puerto Rican?" I was like, "From from the Midwest." It was a shock for me. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think of myself and I just see a mixed person, black and white. Yep. Speak- I'm I'm really I just want to say I'm proud of us for making it through that whole segment. Uh-huh. Without doing any British accents. Cool. Well, I would never do it because my accents oh. are terrible. Well, I'm growing up then because I definitely <laughs> restrained myself. I'm <laughs> so. uh, very proud of you. And I'm glad we Thanks. didn't say anything like, you know, crumpets or, you know. Let's stop while we're ahead. You know, yeah. other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, I'm glad we. Good job, us. Yeah, good compliment <laughs> sandwich for us. All right, good. Um, but speaking of melanin. Um, there's a lot of melanin in the Grammys. Did you hear about uh, what's going on with the Grammys this I'm year? Completely out of the loop. 
So uh, the Grammys uh, are really embracing hip hop and new folks in general and young people. And specifically for album of the year, it's the first time in many years, I think like in the, from the 90s, where a white man was not nominated for album of the year. Hmm. Uh, album of the year this year, Awaken My Love, Childish Gambino, great album. 444, Jay-Z. Damn, Kendrick Lamar. Melodrama, Lord, which is a really good album. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait. And Lord. The uh, New Zealand. Yes. Oh, got you. White man. Not white, a white woman. Yeah. Not a white man. Yes. Okay, got you. Um, and 24 Karat Magic, Bruno Mars, are the five uh, that were um, nominated. And um, SZA, is, SZA. The mo- is the most nominated female artist with five. She's good. Yep. I like it. Um, and I believe, I think Childish Gambino has like several too. Um, but. It's really nice to see that the Grammys are embracing uh, our people's diversity. Diversity, and yeah. I will say I will be pissed if Jay Z wins Album of the Year because if Beyonce's Lemonade couldn't win Album of the Year, he shouldn't win Album of the Year. What? What? What's your issue? Lemonade is significantly better than Four Forty Four. Four Forty Four is very good, very very good. Wait, uh, I'm comparing last. D- Lemonade didn't win last Did year. Did not win last year. Didn't Lemonade come out right before the Grammys? Yeah, but it was quali- it was it qualified for. Yeah, the sure, but it was like, I think there's like a in nope. my mind psychologically, mm-hmm. there's this hitch in there where there's a sweet spot where you want to release right before, but not too close to the date of the Grammys. But that doesn't get, take away from. The Grammy voters and because they get all that stuff before. Oh, really? Yeah, they get all those things. Before so they were getting that to. before the public. So when the drop happened with Lemonade, mm-hmm. they had access to that. Before? I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure they did. Are we sure about? Or that? they got it like right before we did. Yeah. Well, either way, I'm saying, far be it from me to give advice to Beyonce on when she should drop her no. albums. <laughs> yeah, everyone in <laughs> our cast will be like, you better shut your mouth out. So, <laughs> let me just say, Beyonce, this is free advice. You can just take this. <laughs> this, um, is, this is free advice. You know, next time release it a month earlier. Maybe that helps. You're uh, welcome. Um, you're welcome. I f- feel like Jay's album, though, I need to hear it more from the little bit that I've heard. It's very good. It's very good. I think Damn is better. 24 Karat mm-hmm. Magic is very good. I think Bruno might take it. Because I think it appeals to a larger audience. Like, it's safe for the white folks. Mm-hmm. It's good for, you know, we got the Asians and the brown folks that like it. Black folks like it. It seems a little bit more. Damn is aggressive in the ways that I love it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we got some middle of America that might not love what Kendrick is saying. He's heavy-handed sometimes. Yeah. He right. comes, he's comes, in, comes in hot. Yeah. And so that could be a little dangerous for some people. Do you remember the Grammys last year that he performed? Yes. Uh, in the prison mm-hmm. setting. Oh my God. It was everything. There were flames. Yes. It was just like, there was just smoke. Yeah. Everywhere. And people were out of their seats. Just, it, I, it was, 
It was pandemonium. I had never seen someone that aggressive right. in a Grammy setting, and I loved it. Yeah, I mean, it was fantastic. But yeah, so he's I think he might, he might be a little too hot. He's I mean, not. I think he's deserving of it. I just don't know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's. I think. Well, I mean, what's I think the criteria? Bruno's, what's the criteria anyway for winning that? I don't know. I feel like there's all different genres. There's not yes, exactly, but right. I, I'm I'm not sure all the details, but I love the fact because last last week we talked about how the AMAs are flipping white. It's mm-hmm. nice to see that the Grammys aren't so white, and hopefully. They give tribute yeah. to the people appropriately and, you know, do right by the folks. I'm glad Lord came back because I hadn't heard from her in a while. No, her her album is really good. I'm so. sleeping, so I got to go you gotta check get, those out. You got to get on it. Yeah. Got to get on it. So, yeah. So that's all I... Oh, and then I guess with speaking on Jay, Jay did an interview with the Times Magazine, mm-hmm. the New York Times Magazine, not Times Magazine, New York Times magazine different uh different things um and he spoke about his very vulnerably spoke about um how he wrote 444 why he cheated on beyonce and all these wonderful things what do you say what's the why um that he emotionally shut down and why he didn't say into detail like as to like the specifics of it um but hold on let me see if i can find Mm, emotionally shut down so it's like he said um, um, he was talking about pain and how like he was dealing with stuff and so he was emotionally shutting down like you have to survive so to go into survival mode survivor mode survival mode and when you go into survival mode what happens you shut down all your emotions so even with women you're going to shut down emotionally you just can't connect uh, use, uh, yeah emotionally dormant yeah. a little bit yeah he there's so there is a video with this too so like you mm-hmm. can either read the interview or you can actually like see the interview happen yeah. it's like 35 minutes long um emotionally i saw mia wearing a uh, t-shirt the other day mm-hmm. it said emotionally unavailable mm-hmm. and i remember saying that to people in college mm-hmm. like, i was like no i can't right now because right. i'm emotionally unavailable right i don't know where i picked that up Am I told that to you? No, yeah, I was like, I wish I had this T-shirt then. That was great. <laughs> I would have just it. worn it. Um, but it sounds like that's what he's saying is at that time I was going through enough that I just emotionally didn't make myself available. Right. And so from that, he's saying he went ahead and cheated. Yeah, I think I think there's more to it than that. But I just think what I was more like I appreciated his vulnerability and his. Um, willingness to talk about it and how like music was a therapy that they themselves went to therapy mm-hmm. like again debunking things that people of color don't always talk about um, so I appreciate that what I'm irritated by is not even irritated what I'm annoyed by is that it's kind of the same thing irritation has more anger to it I think annoyed is just like alright why sure for me at least yeah I'll go with that um why does it taking, and this is just my frustration with men, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put that out there. Why does it take a man losing almost every, like being in like close to their damn 50s, almost losing everything, mm-hmm. realizing that cheating was probably not a good idea? Is that a rhetorical question or are yeah, you asking? I'm asking slash. Like that, that's I'll take a stab at it. That's literally what happened to Jay, right? Like yeah, he, yeah. I'll he's take like, it. I have the best, like. If Beyonce can keep her band from cheating, not like why do I even try? I got the hottest <laughs> chick in the game wearing my chain. That's right, ho. <laughs> exactly. Not de- yeah, you said it. You said it was the hottest, and and then you went ahead. But and also, did that. but also, Becky with seen- the good hair. Yeah. How that? How that happened? So, 
I'll take a stab at it. Here's what Go I ahead. Do. Um, and we'll get into this a little bit later. Sure. But men get older, but their tastes do not. And so when I'm gleaning from news and social media and everything else is that as men age, they still crave variety. And that could be the patriarchy. Oh that might God. be. I'm rolling my bio, eyes so hard. That might be biochemical. <laughs> I don't know. But I'm watching these men make mistakes, even when they've got an entire empire right. underneath them or on their shoulders, however you want to use a metaphor. But he's got this entire thing that he built up from yeah, the ground. he can have anything that he wants. And you could lose a ton. I don't know if they signed a prenup or what, but yeah. like, you know, you're about but to beyond, lose. beyond money, you're like losing you're lose. a human. Yeah, and that's it, more it, important, it took, sure. It took... Like having children and I don't like it. All of that is like, I don't know. We went over this before though. Like monogamy is not, it's, it's an institutional construct. It's not, we're not penguins. Uh. We don't actually (laughs) think that we should just be with one person. If you, if you, um, yeah, I get it. I understand what you're saying. I get it. I just think, yeah, maybe it's, it's not like. People don't throw themselves at Jay. No, clearly. So if someone's throwing yourself themselves at you and you're emotionally dormant at the time and, and all you, you just shut want, off and all you want is hey, I'm just gonna offer you free sex and and, and that's it. Just like no strings attached, just like getting your rocks off. And he's like, oh, that seems simple, easy, and quick, and it just kind of relieve some of the stress off my shoulders. That's what he did. Yeah. And you know what? He said he was sorry. Well, yeah, but it doesn't take away from the fact that... Think about how many people he hurt and, like... Oh, yeah. It's a narrative that we're okay with. Mm-hmm. That men will, can wait. Boys will be boys. Like, boys will be boys. They can, they can risk losing everything, hurt women along the way. Right. And then, finally, they can come to... I don't think we understand. I, I, I just genuinely think the way women... The way Beyonce felt hurt by that, mm-hmm. I don't think he could see that before it happened. Like he just we unable. Like when, like when she straight up did not answer his calls. Like when, so if you listen to Lemonade, uh-huh. like he keeps on calling. Like he, after she found out, yeah, and she was like, yeah, yeah. She's like, I'm gonna go on my tour mm-hmm. and I'm going to make millions of dollars because I don't need you. Right, right. I actually don't need you. And then you'll know my worth. Yeah. Because I know my worth. She needed to do that. Yeah, That's, she needed to do that. Course. And then he was like, oh, oh. Yeah, like, oh. <laughs> like, damn. You know? Like, that. Like that's what... Like, we, there's a simple realization that there's an accountability for empathy and emotions that... Like, that we don't expect of men. Yeah. No, and they, and that's problematic, and which is yeah, like, like you know, because apparently it's okay for men to drop trow and now think, like, well, how it would affect a man or how seems, it affect a woman. That seems to be the trend. It seems to be the trend uh, in general. I, 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 as frustrated as you might be by that, and I can understand. Don't diminish my emotions. <laughs> no, no, I, 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 hear, know, I know, you. I thinking. hear you, yeah, and I, I wish. Someone as intelligent as Jay Z would have thought about 
that worth. Right. I also was. Do you remember before? Before be, I was having this conversation with somebody the other day. They were like, "Do you think um, it was about childbirth okay. for women and their production as creative artists?" Yeah. And I said, "I've been hearing more lately from women who are mothers, mm-hmm. recent mothers, that having a child has been more." Uh, il- illuminating on their process and mm-hmm. they may not have as much time in the studio sure. or the creative space as they would like to but the time they do have is more productive and more clear minded and the work comes out look, more look successful at and at so I said, I said look at Beyonce after she had Blue Ivy Right. That I didn't like Beyonce before <laughs> she had a kid right. I thought Beyonce was um, pretty flat didn't mm-hmm. have a personality, no perspective, no voice in the mm-hmm. public, and really was a private person, which she has the right to be. Right. But I was like, oh, blah. Like, everybody likes her because she can yeah. sing. Well, I don't really care. Right. Um, and then she had Blue Ivy, and this creative uh, dynamo just there's, emerged. Well, yeah, there's that, and there's this, like, I have to make a world for this child to live in a way that is safe for mm-hmm. them. Yeah, oh, I love that she put herself out there. Yeah, she's she like, like mm. I'm, I'm making statements and I'm, I'm forming opinions. Unapologetically. Yeah, I just totally. love that the confidence was just uh, intoxicating. Yeah. So, like, but I was saying at that same time, and maybe I said this to you, I was like, Jay and Beyonce, do you think they have an open marriage or do you think that's pretty closed? And I think you and most people would say it's, it's closed off. And I was saying... Well, they both have their own money and a lot of money, and I think that's a lot. A lot, and she has, tr- she is the highest paid artist. female female artist. Yeah, and I was like, if you have that much power, I would not be surprised if there was a an agreement worked out within that marriage. And so most people were like, no, no way, they're faithful. And I was like, mm-hmm. you can still be faithful and have parameters. If you have right, this if kind of a setup. Right, mutually discussed. Exactly. If there's trust there and an openness that, that a, a couple can deal with, then you can I do whatever you want. I, I, you can't, I, I don't think that's the case. No, them. I don't think it was the case for them after that happened. Because mm-hmm. once the lemonade happened, right, wait, wait, Jay, okay, okay, so cheating is a thing. Mm-hmm. Because she's mad about this, right? Okay, so she was never. There was never an agreement. This was never okay, right? But like in the in Jay's mind, it was if you remember, he came off Rock La Familia right. and all the success he had. Mm-hmm. He picked up Kanye. Everything. He's like he also spoke about Kanye in this interview. Which I'll is really put a pin in that because I want to hear about <laughs> that. Um, and then he. But like he was living this high life where all these models and and women are coming after him, and then he chooses. I mean, do you remember uh, Jigga's um, Hove? It was the mm-hmm. the one with the Neptunes, yeah. And he was like doing this house party mm-hmm. and this got video girls around. Right, all. Right. This he's going from like video girls world, right? And then Beyonce from Destiny's Child. <laughs> The child of destiny. The child of destiny from <laughs> Houston, Texas. The gospel girls right. who who turned like pop icons. Mm-hmm. She, you know, the lead singer is interested in him. She was sweet, so it was like a Bonnie and Clyde thing. Right. She's sweet. He's a little dangerous. I mean, he, ta- he talks about it at four. He's. I mean, oh, he raps okay. about it at four forty-four. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, like they're coming from spaces where they're no, like he in forty-four, four forty-four. He talks about how like. She was clearly like flirting with somebody else. Like they weren't exclusive at the time, and he's like, "Shit, I need to like lock this down." 
because I don't at like the it. Time of, at the time, at the of, time like, of them Bonnie like dating. Yeah, like yeah, they yeah. were like dating and yeah, figuring yeah. it out. And now that he's like, I oh, have the hottest. Yeah. It, it's, but it's like, we have to lock this down, but I could still do whatever I want. Yeah, exactly. Like that's so not that's okay what he's either. Thinking. That's what he's thinking is like, I, I want my cake and I want to eat it too. Right. And it's just done when you come into a marriage. My understanding is there's. I mean, you have your cake. You can't eat that, but you yeah. shouldn't eat other cakes. But you're sacrificing <laughs> some other things that are quote unquote like lesser pleasures, right. more base pleasures. You put that aside for the greater good of of being with this person. And Jay made a mistake at a time in his life where he wasn't um, in his best form. So yep. it happens. What did he say about Kanye? <laughs> um, what he said about Kanye was basically like. You know, there's some things that happened that like on a, like that needs to be like talked out and figured out. But like me and, and he's like, and then he's like, well, and I'm sure that there's things that I've done that has upset him. And like we just, but we're always gonna be good. Like he was just very Jay, but we're always gonna be good. And I'm just like Jay, you're not good though. <laughs> Jay, sounds like there's a lot of pent up <laughs> resentment. Sounds like, sounds like there's we, some issues. We should talk about it. We'll get to it soon. But we're good. Yeah, that's um, yeah, there there was great kind of oh no, no not that one. I thought about them yesterday. Even I I don't know why it came into my mind. I was like, I wonder how they're doing. Oh, I know why. I was listening to um, Diamonds oh, of Sierra Leone, uh-huh. and and he's on that track, obviously. What's up with y'all and Jay, man? Are y'all okay, man? Yep, I got it from here. Yay, damn! It's like, <laughs> oh, they're good. Oh wait, this is from two thousand seven. This, this <laughs> is literally what he says. Like, I talked to Kanye the other day just to tell him, like, he's my brother. I love Kanye. I do. It's just a complicated relationship with us. Is the complication Kim? Hold on. And they're like, why is it complicated? He's like, because you know, Kanye came into this business on my label, so I've always been like a big brother, and we <laughs> and we're uh, <laughs> we're both entertainers. It's always been like a little underlying competition with your big brother. And we both love and respect each other's art too. So it's like we both, everyone wants us, everyone wants to be the greatest in the world, you know? And you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, exactly, just like that. And then there's a lot of other factors that play in, but it's gonna, but it's gonna, we gonna, we gonna always be good. Is there tension right now? There yeah, are other yeah, factors yeah. to play. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that happens in a long relationship, you know, hopefully. When we're 89, we'll look at the the six months or whatever time and we'll laugh at it. I'm sure. Yeah. So. Once you settle everything down and all that, it's, it's, it's. Yeah. Is there other complications and that needs to be worked out? I'm going to guess the complications, complications with a K. It, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a Kardashian. Um, we won't call it a curse because it's not a curse because some people do no, I think really well let me, with the Kardashians. Let and me I, just. Kim has her own money and her own empire, and being with Kanye and having children is something that brings them both joy. Sure. And I people will say like his money or his music changed mm-hmm. once he was with her or something. Hey, he let's released, not blame the woman. No, his his album that came out after was it the Life of Pablo mm-hmm. that came out. That was fire. Yeah, it that was, was great. really good. People were surprised, like, oh, he didn't drop off. He came in with the heat. He knows he knows who he is, and I, I feel like. My sister challenged me the, uh, a while ago, like, let's not blame the Kardashians of, if their men aren't doing well. Like, they would say that about, like, Lamar Odom and, you know, other people that were da- dating the Kardashian sisters. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah. I mean, I'm sure Kim has, you yeah. know, their unit. They probably have, yeah. you know, factors into all of this. But, like, Kanye's Kanye. He makes he makes his own damn choices because he's a damn adult. So yeah, um, does Kim influence those choices? For sure. sure. Absolutely. That's what a relationship is. 
But his decisions, what he says, and all those things, that's him. Don't put that on somebody else. You, do you still watch Keep It Up with the Kardashians? Yep. Is He's not really on it at a time. Okay, because I was going to say, I do wonder what they're like. Yeah, they, he's not. He's not on, and the kids aren't on it a ton either. So yeah. like, it's very much about Kim and her family. Like, it's not about she's going Kanye, to work. She's got yeah, Kanye. Yeah. Kanye is in it once in a while, but not like he's not a storyline. Right. That makes sense. Right. Um, he is sometimes, but like in like, oh, Kanye had a breakdown. He, like Kim has to go take care of some stuff. Yeah. Like those kinds of things. Jeez. So yeah, but yeah, the ar- cool. the article is good, and um, and you know he talks about how he dedicated. Um, Life of OJ to Colin Kaepernick during Meadows, um, mm. which, and like kind of talked about, like he's really proud of Cap and things like that. So, speaking of Colin Kaepernick, on our Cap Corner, the man still doesn't have a job. Still, <laughs> uh, just updating you, Colin Kaepernick is still unemployed. Still so. unemployed in our, in our, uh, daily, our weekly segment of the Cap Corner. Yeah, so. All with a K. Yep, that's right. Get it right. Uh, this week, just a quick update. Um, wide receiver for the Tennessee Titans, Richard Matthews, yeah. will be wearing a special edition sneaks um, that say it's dedicated to Colin Kaepernick. And so it says no. You know, you know why he's wearing those cleats? Like, no. So I think this is uh, th- that that week in the NFL, any like the, the all the players can wear whatever cleats they want to support mm-hmm. a cause. I think, or like support a, a st- like something like that. I believe. Uh, Was it what week is it in the NFL? Do you know? Don't care. <laughs> um, it's a like cleat week or something. Maybe. Oh yeah, so I see some cleats from people who are wearing like FDNY. Mm-hmm. Some like U.S. Air Force. It's my cause, my cleats. NFL's my cause, my cleats campaign. Yeah, cool. Anyway, so they're good looking cleats. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I anyway. want that man. I don't even play football. Yeah, shout out to Richard uh, Matthews for, yeah. you know, sticking up. So, yeah, now that we've talked about some good things, do we want <clears throat> to dive into we don't the know. nonsense? Yeah, we don't, I'm not sure what to call this segment, but yeah. I feel like every week it's like, which, which privileged white male got his number called on sexual harassment? Yeah. So this week... Got his pants caught. Like yeah, pants, pa- down. pants down. Yeah. Come with your pants down. This week, uh, we're gonna look at Matt Lauer. Creepy dude. I never. Can liked you him. believe it? No, I've I. Ne- you never liked Matt Lauer. Mm-hmm. I thought he was always a little strange, and I didn't oh. like that. Um, I, there's. It was rumored very widely and confirmed by a lot of people that Ann Curry, who was uh, is um, was at the time an anchor with him, like co-anchor, a yeah. co-anchor with him. I think. The first Asian woman to be oh yeah, um, yeah. to be there I remember. Um, uh, was booted out after a year because of him because they blamed her for the ratings being low um, and so they booted her okay um, they um, he has a lot of power did you read the variety article yeah it's disgusting it's not good it's gross yeah it starts I love an article that starts off with the top three most egregious things this yeah, person did. It's like that's literally why it, each. It. If you read the Variety article and you just like read the first three sentences, it's like this sentence he did this, mm-hmm. and then he did this, and he also did this. You're just wow. It's like I told people who um, who wanted to read it. I'm just like I just want you to know that I was even triggered by this article. I was inc- like I just reading those for that first paragraph. I was like, this guy's disgusting. 
Uh, what did he say? It was the he gave someone a dildo, and, like as and, a gift, and he gave a coworker a dildo as a gift, mm-hmm. and wrote what he wanted to do with yes, that yes. dildo to her. I'm sure it was a very sweet stationary card that he wrote that on, mm-hmm. but nonetheless. I don't even it's, care if it was a post-it note. That's disgusting. Even if good. you gave that to me, like if you did exactly that, I'd, I would smack you upside the head. And I, I'm very yeah, close to you. Yeah. I would be like, what is wrong with you? Yeah, that would be, a, that would be poor it, taste. It would cross a line that would, like, even as close as we are, would be terrible. He... I'm not getting you that for the holiday season. <laughs> Note to Damn. self. He is uh, someone that I always thought, I didn't think he was weird. Like growing up, uh, my family would watch the today. Show. Yeah, I watched Good Morning America. Yeah. It, that's well, what my family watched. Yeah, that's probably, you did the right thing maybe. Yeah. Until maybe next we'll, week. Maybe next week you who didn't. Who knows? George <laughs> so, Stephanopoulos did something wrong. And if that I man did something swear, wrong, I would be sad. I swear. <laughs> it's, it's just every week. Hey, Bob, you still else. here? Yeah, I'm still here <laughs> waiting on someone to like toot the whistle. You might as well just go ahead. If you did anything, just admit it. Just, just come quit. right out just now. Quit. Just quit. Because, and I was thinking maybe this is one of those areas where like Al Franken, mm-hmm. we talked about him last week. You did. His situation was such that he might have remembered that he did that if you pressed him on it. Right. But it was so long ago mm-hmm. that he may have kind of blocked it out a little bit. Right. And, oh, until this photo uh, right. emerges. And he's like, oh, right. I remember that photo. I, a younger me, irresponsible, right. trying to be funny, whatever. Um, that's not the zeitgeist of the time. And now, did you hear what Paul Ryan said? No. What did he say? I... He didn't say anything wrong, and it was fine, and I am glad that he spoke on this. But I have a feeling it's not okay, but go ahead. If you watch a clip, it's 26 seconds long, and I was like, oh, I could have time to watch a 26-second 20 mm-hmm. clip of Paul Ryan, mm-hmm. and he calls it a watershed moment for our country. If you watch it, I'm not a neuroscientist or anyone who could read facial expressions and infer what's happening in someone's mind. But I've never seen a guy who seemed more unnerved. But he was trying to hold it together. Because he probably did something wrong too. He looks very guilty. He he mentioned Paul the word, Ryan. You next. I I do think <laughs> I'm like you have skeletons, my man. Because he said the word country. Mm-hmm. So 26 seconds. Mm-hmm. I think if I count, he said country four times in he, the first no, 10 seconds. Here's, it's like we have we are having a watershed moment in this country. I think it is a defining moment in this country. I and I think it needs to be a defining moment in this country. I think this is a defining moment in this country, and I think it needs to be a defining moment in this country. Yeah, he said three times, and he kind of stumbles over his words a little bit and his eyes are looking around at different places in the room and he just he's he's fumbling a little bit he's nervous he looks very nervous and i'm thinking is this your moment where it matt lauer grilled bill o'reilly when bill o'reilly was that last the last paragraph of of the variety article Mm -hmm. talks about what he did what he said so i mean he was like chastising a, a guy for something he was doing just as much right and so I'm thinking, uh, Apollo, Paul Ryan got up there and did his due diligence for, as this, um, a representative, I won't even say for his party, but politics right. in general, steps up there and says, this is something our country needs to pay attention to. And he's noticing that 
you know, we've never seen moments like this, like what we're seeing from week to week. And yeah. I just want to remind folks, the behavior is not new. The right. technology is new. Right. And if anything, the behavior has probably gotten Worse. incrementally better over time. And by that, I mean, if we look at Mad Men, mm-hmm. 1950s, 1960s. Or the show. The show talks, like, shows sexual harassment really well. Yeah. At that time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, you could slap women on the asses, and it's just like workplace culture. You can talk about someone's breast, body, and all mm-hmm. that stuff in a workplace. Which is spaces. all things he did. Yeah. Like, well, he's, I think since that time, mm-hmm. you see it. It was less okay in mm-hmm. the workplace. There's even videos. Like, you see those cliche, mm-hmm. corny videos in the 80s and 90s of, like, here's workplace sexual harassment. Right. Don't do this, whatever. That wasn't a conversation back right. in the day. Um, it's gotten better over time, but still, you got these guys out here who are holding on to these memories where, oh, yeah, I kind of did that. There are so many men out there waiting. Mm-hmm. It could the happen, shoot to drop. It could happen at any point so this week it's matt lauer and and there was other people there's a guy from minnesota was it minnesota it's from npr he did something oh, i forget his name yeah, i looked up some people uh but before do. we go into that i just want to say nbc shame on you for for okaying this button that he had on his desk that he could press to mm. lock the door. Yeah. If that uh, wasn't a red flag, uh, I don't know what is. That's not. Well, is the red is the hmm, is the button? Uh, it literally I'm was. A, to find a what scenario. in the what in the actual entire T of fuck? It was an emergency panic button. Like he was it, so paranoid that he needed like he wanted to have like did he have, was it soundproofed? Did he think someone was gonna come and like try to shoot it, him or something? No, because he wanted to have sex with people. So he thought he was just like trapping people in a yeah. room. Yeah. So you don't. That's. It's interesting. Like I've never like there are moments I'm just like oh. I wish Did he have someone a glass office? Was it all glass? I don't know. See, I think I these know, are the questions. Life. These are the questions I need to know. Like if it was a glass office, I would want a button too. Like if I have bulletproof glass where I can see anybody on the outside. Right. If I see a person coming in to do me harm. Right. I want a panic button so I can. But like clearly, lock from what we off. know, we probably know that it's not that that he wanted it to be locked. So I can... don't know. I'm just. Alex, stop being I'm so not naive. defending the, the behavior. Stop being naive. But the button, I want to be careful about the button. But who what the I hell say... approved it? Because they need to be fired. Because that is unnecessary. <laughs> that was. That is unnecessary. Some guy works for facilities. He was like, "Yeah, I'll put the button in." That's it's, stupid. Don't don't blame the facilities guy. Yeah. There was a, um, I mean, NPR wise, I there. You're probably thinking of senior editor David Sweeney. No, someone else. He just retired. Or are you talking senior vice president Michael Oreskes? No. Okay. It's well, someone then there's who's another. in a show who who like did a show for NPR. I think. Oh, okay. I forget his name. Well, those are two of the most recent NPR folks to uh, go. And then of course we're talking about. Harvey Weinstein, Charlie Rose, Kevin Spacey, Louis C.K., and even, uh, I'll say, there's a a suit right now filed by several women against um, Knight Landisman, who's an art forum publisher for the magazine Art Forum in Mm. the the visual arts world. So that brings me to my conspiracy theory. Maybe Mm -hmm. there's something happening behind the scenes where... Maybe not for all of this, but some of this. Mm-hmm. There are people working to make these outings happen. Yeah, because the Variety article, they had it for months. Yeah. Before well, the Variety article came out, mm-hmm. Matt, Matt Lauer was fired. 
because of one supposed accusation that came forward that they feel like it now wasn't an isolated incident. Yeah. And then the Variety article came out that day, like like later on that day. Well, what what I'm saying is, how did they find out about the incident? Who? Who's they? Uh, the NBC. Well, according to the article, they've always kind of known it's happened. They just protected okay. Matt. Okay. But someone came in with a lawyer saying, which I'm assuming someone came in with a lawyer mm-hmm. saying like, I'm putting this here and uh-huh. I'm, like, I'm letting you know and I want you to know it's about to come out. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Down with it. I'm here right. for it. Right. I'm maybe not in this situation specifically, but mm-hmm. in what you just described, it could be that. Right. Someone approached the client and said, hey, you've been wronged, you know, right? Mm-hmm. Well, we got more dirt on this guy and you should really come out with this because sure. it's your right, whatever. Get a lawyer. Like, we'll support you with a lawyer if mm-hmm. you need one. And those people, everyone who I just named in this list mm-hmm. is from the liberal media. Yeah. Do you think the Republicans are doing this? I'm not saying... <gasps> rep- I'm not saying the GOP is doing this. What I'm saying is oh my there, God. there could be people sure. who have a certain political angle. Who And I'm not saying Ryan and GOP. No, and no, not at all. Roger but Ailes. Roger Ailes. We have no, Bill no, no. O'Reilly. But that was a wave for a second of conservatives. Mm-hmm. And you haven't heard about that since for a while. Like you had those first tipping things and we all were saying like, oh, mm. look again at all these conservatives, like yeah. high and mighty. And then they're doing this sleazy stuff. Right. And then it stopped. And we've just been having wave after wave of, of liberal males. And you're like, oh, you know, Al Franken, I didn't even put him on this list. Right. It's like, okay, I'm watching all of these, these dominoes dropping. Which is there. Maybe that is a theory. However, regardless, regardless of who's doing it or not, everything that's done in the dark comes to light. Sure. And it's important that we just name the bullshit that it is. Because I'd rather these it's people ob- be- It's Bannon. It's- I'll just say it. It's Bannon. <laughs> the whole time. It's been Bannon the whole time. He's been planning this since day one, and now it's coming to fruition. He is the amazing. Antichrist. He is the Antichrist. It's an amazing orchestration of dubious <laughs> intent. Well done. I couldn't have. I'm bravo. I wish everyone could see the animation in Alex's face right now. Oh, Manafort is getting a cut of it. Everybody's winning. Oh, Jesus Christ. Good job. Yeah, no, we, men, we need to do better. And so that's, that's. Really and then also for women, it hopefully empowers women to be like, what you're doing is not okay. Do it, do it again. Doing it once is enough. For Don't me do to, it once. Yeah. Yeah. If, like do it, do it again and know that I'm, <laughs> you scared Wrigley. Um, do it again and know that. I know that I have the power to to address it appropriately yeah. and swiftly. And shut down your career. Yeah. Don't try me. Don't try me, bitch. Dang, that was hard. <laughs> um, Let's, um, yeah. So we have another segment. It's our final segment before this, we move on. Yeah. This segment, uh, this week, we're calling Please Make It Stop. Yep. I specifically wanted to do a moratorium on this specific person, but it just seems like they just don't want it to I ever just, end. I just, so every time we think about not saying anything, he, they do something else. I, I have, I just can't, I can't withhold. So there so were a few, week, there were a few dumb things that happened, mm-hmm. but we selected just one just fine flashball moment. Absolutely. Picture Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Let's do it. Picture the white house oval office into it. And there are two Native American men standing 
there in the Oval Office, highly decorated right. with badges and, and different regalia. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what all the patches meant, mm-hmm. but some significance to their heritage and um, accolades. Standing and in front of a specific portrait, too. Who was the portrait? Andrew Jackson. Oh, I did. Oh, great. Oh, <laughs> oh, really wonderful. Yep. Continue. And then in front of them, just just by a foot or so, is the commander and thief. Um, commander, the Cheeto and thief. Cheeto, Cheeto in chief. Cheeto in chief. Um, Forty five, and he's standing there addressing the the room, mm-hmm. and he's sticking to the talking points. And by now, you, uh, well, li- to a of. point. Yeah. But at one point, he addresses the fact that. One of the uh, senators from the Democratic side is in the space, one Elizabeth Warren. Also known as. He refers to her as Pocahontas. Pocahontas. Yep. All right. Uh, So a lot of people come out on the conservative side, Mm -hmm. liberal side, and all sides saying he didn't mean to, like everything else, like you have to explain away this ignorance and say, he didn't mean to do that, and we don't approve of that, and that wasn't good. And then people would go as far as to say, that's racist of him to right. make that reference. And a lot of the conservatives are saying, no, that's not racist for him to call Elizabeth Warren Pocahontas. Mm-hmm. So I w- it just doesn't, the optics, first of all, everyone agrees, the optics are not good. When you're standing in front of two Native Americans with an Andrew Jackson portrait on the back, the the... Designer of the Trail of Tears, the historic oppression of Native Americans that every history book writes about. Mm-hmm. And then you refer to someone in the audience as <coughs> Pocahontas. Mm-hmm. It just smacks of bad character and taste. But what are your what are your thoughts on that incident of her being specifically her being called Pocahontas, Elizabeth Warren? So I know. I mean, I think she is she claims to be part uh, Native American, like yes. a very small part Native American, and I think that's where he pulls this Pocahontas right. thing from. Pocahontas is known as one of um, one of the more famous Native American um, female <laughs> figures mm-hmm. in in history. Um, I don't know a lot about Pocahontas outside of like what Disney has put out, which is not all the truth anyway. But I know that she was a teenage rape victim, mm-hmm. so like. I she that, was 12 or 13. Yeah, so... Yeah. They, they um, converted her to Christianity and mm-hmm. renamed her Rebecca. Mm-hmm. It's nice. Not, not great things, right? And so, like, um, it's a slur in that, like, it, it's coming from this, like, uneducated, malicious space in 45's head, right? Like, that's how he's doing it, I think, mm. um, and thus making it not great. Um, but also I think we, I don't know Elizabeth Warren's DNA, historical, whatever, like, but if she claims that's who she is, it's like you claiming you are half black and half white, right? That you're a mixed race. I'm not going to call you, you know, Mm. Chinese or whatever, Mm. because you've never claimed that. Right. Okay. So like, I'm just, you're going to take people at their word to some extent. This, what, what is bothersome to me about this whole incident is not only are they in front of Andrew Jackson, who was one of the, the reasons why yeah. the yeah. Native Americans 
are in the are in, are in the situation that they're in right now, right? Of because he's the reason why they don't have a home. Like the, he he was a he was a big proponent of reclaiming the the land for for the Americans, right? At the I, end. I just yeah, you're right. And I just want to add to that. It's some bullshit mm-hmm. that Har- that he's gonna have to share the twenty with Harriet Tubman. Yeah, because should just he should it. just be taken off yes, the twenty absolutely. and just put Harriet on both sides. Absolutely, you can't have an abolitionist who is freer who is, of slaves on one side and a slave the master on the other spy, side. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, you, you just can't have them both on the bill. I'm sorry. Yeah, this is stupid. Um, and so there's that, and then there's him coming back to being this like man child of like, oh, we have a Pocahontas, but you know, I like you guys better. It's like because well, he's making them into a cartoon, right? And that's what he, that, that's what he's doing. And that's why it's derogatory. That's why it's a slur because it's it is diminishing of their humanity. Right. Thank you. That was well said. Um, the intent Thanks. there for sure. Words. But do you know why he? But you're alluding to why he's saying she's Pocahontas because she does claim to be Native American, right? One thirty second, okay. a Native American. So it's it's a small fraction mm-hmm. because she has a great 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 grandmother mm-hmm. who identifies. And so when pressed on it, and people asked about the heritage, she says it's family lore mm-hmm. of uh, the great 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 grandmother. And so there's just it was passed down. Mm-hmm. In story, and they said, "Oh, are you willing to take you know a DNA test and have all that done?" And she has not, mm-hmm. and she does not want to, and so that's her choice. It is her choice, and so I'm saying we can't say that she's not Native American, but then she's a public figure that hasn't confirmed it. She has not confirmed. So, in, yeah, and I'm seeing both tricky. sides yeah. of it. It's tricky because at her age, at that time, like what twenty three and me and ancestry dot com only yeah. came around in the last ten years. Yeah, like it's not common. I know from my parents. That I'm hearing I have some Irish, some mm-hmm. English, some German, some oh, French, and I'll, yeah, like a like a, a European mutt mm-hmm. mix. I'm telling you this because there's. Well, well, it's what it was told you. to me. Yeah. I have not taken an Ancestry.com. So if I go around and someone's like, oh, you're part German, prove it. I don't care to take the time to actually go I and look it up. I spent $100 to do it. Yeah, I just don't feel like it. I, I really want to do it. Yeah, you should. I think I will. I'm pretty it's, sure there's some whiteness in my family. It's in most families at this <laughs> point. I, but here's the thing. like, I get her want to not take the time to validate this. Right. Because it's nonsense. Ex- but it at the same time, she's yeah. very white. Like she looks oh, yeah. very white. There's no Native American visible in her. So I get where it's it's not it's not in good taste for a group of white men in the Republican Party to say, "Oh, she doesn't look white," or "She she looks white. She doesn't look Native American." We're gonna tease her about the fact that she thinks she's Native American by calling her Pocahontas. Mm. It's messed up because you're thinking for someone to identify as Native American, they need to look the part. I could make the claim that Nikki Haley Mm. does not look Indian. No, but she sure is. But she identifies as Indian. She does? Does she claim it? No, she doesn't. She doesn't claim it in the way of like, I'm an Indian American, Mm -hmm. but her parents and lineage, there's Indian ancestry. I know she's, isn't she like full Indian? She might be. 
I could be, I, there is definitely Indian heritage in her family. I'm not sure to what level she claims it, but she could pass as white for someone who's just not aware. There's a lot of Indian folks that can. Yeah. yeah. And so it's not my place to say if she's Indian or not, but it's also kind of ignorant. Oh, her parents are both Indian. Yeah. It's not my place to see someone who looks white and she tells me she's Indian and right. say, no, you're not Indian because you look white. So I'm going to call you, I don't know, an Indian name that I could reference like Pocahontas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, gender, <laughs> yeah. gender out the window, but like, okay, Apu. It's like, <laughs> I've been that, called Apu before. That would be pretty demeaning, yeah, right? Absolutely. Um, but at the same time, I get where if they're hearing one thirty-second Cherokee and she does not identify with any of the nations and does not register under any of the right. uh, things that are official reservations and Native American um, tribes in the U.S. recognized, if you're not registered under any of that, and but you do claim it under certain census things and things that matter when it comes to colleges or financial packages and things like that then like i get where your concern is but it's definitely not the place of white straight men Mm. to advocate for native americans rights when you're what have we done for native americans in our country to really bring that population up from being almost eradicated so i don't know i get both sides of it it's not a great it's not a great look but you just shouldn't do that in front of that that group of people like in like oh god he's a man child what's he's, he's, he's a man child he's a baby he is an absolute baby so that's this week's thing of, of please just make fuckery. it stop <laughs> please just make it stop all right i think i think we've dabbled enough let's uh let's keep it moving ball up ball up All right, folks, it's time to talk some ball. Let's start with, as always, the standings. Yeah, so it's looking pretty good with the Celtics still at the top of the league with an 82% uh, winning ratio. Mm. That is better than the first place West team, the Houston Rockets, 81% winning ratio. Whole percentage. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Boston, you're you're looking great. Um, If you can still believe it, the number two seed in the East is the Detroit Pistons. I just don't understand. I, I just don't, I don't get I'll it. I'll tell you this. Stan Van Gundy. I don't understand. Genius. I don't understand. I just don't understand. President and coach. And I would say a big a big um, factor is the ball movement and their just selflessness. Yeah. And they just got better on defense with a- Avery Bradley yeah. coming from the Celtics. Yeah. So, like, the Celtics and the Pistons came out looking good in that yeah. trade this this year. So that's awesome. I realize I've only seen one game of theirs. Yeah, they don't get a lot of TV time. Yeah. They weren't supposed to be this good. Yeah. And Andre they, Drummond is a beast this year. Mm-hmm. He is leading the league with like 15 rebounds a game. That's some Dennis Rodman type stuff. Yeah. So Detroit's looking good. Cleveland, welcome back. You're in the third seed. <laughs> and and they're only behind... Things are right in the world. Things they're only behind right the Detroit world. by like one game. Okay, so, so they'll be there soon. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Toronto and the rest of the bunch looking good. Still strong. Philadelphia 76ers at the five seed. I'm loving this young Philly team. Don't they look good? They look good. Both, they look legitimate. Both also, not just on the court, but also to my eyes. Yeah, you're you're gesturing a lot, like to the face. You're just like they they look. Ben They're Simmons. Very attractive. Ben Simmons. So hot. Have you heard him talk? 
Um, yeah. A little bit of Australian accent. Yeah. He's also mixed. Mm-hmm. I, d- I knew that. Shout out to my mixed brother. <laughs> um, and then Washington Wizards, surprisingly, at 11 and 10 are in the eight seed mm-hmm. at the East. So they're still in the playoffs, but they got to get back there. Um, and the Knicks fell out of playoff contention. Mm-hmm. They're at the nine seed right now. Um, Golden State, second seed in the West, San Antonio, Portland, the normal suspects. Right. Interesting to me, the Clippers are at the nine seed on the mm-hmm. outside looking in, and so are the 10 seed Oklahoma City Thunder. And we'll talk about the Thunder in a little bit because people are having some feelings. You okay with that, Mike? <laughs> yeah, I just like to sometimes like... You want to Beyonce? Beyonce that thing. Yeah, I understand. You hold it in the hand. You know Beyonce never holds a mic, right? Almost. Actually, no, that's a lie. Just, she does. Okay. She does. All right. I wasn't sure where to, which way to go on that. So. Um, I was, that was a lie. Um, so, uh, yeah, so that's the standings. But let's go back to the Cavs. The Cavs, nine straight games. Nine victories won, in a row. Which was awesome. Did mm-hmm. you see the most recent game? I saw highlights of it. Right. And we posted it on our gram. Yes. So that's why you should follow us on Instagram because um, you can see snippets of. Something legendary that happened. Historic. First time in LeBron's career. He got ejected. I agreed with it. You did. Because, first of all, the foul that LeBron wanted. Mm-hmm. I'm like, bruh. It wasn't. Yeah, I agree. We, he didn't need the foul. Can yeah. we not? It, it was a little bit. But we know that LeBron loves to be dramatic and flop and all those and things. And that's why so. we love him. He brings the drama. Yeah. So off this ticky-tack contact Mm -hmm. in the paint it was not called as a foul the ref did not blow the whistle and lebron i in my eyes Mm -hmm. he the ball is still in play and it's moving the other direction down court Mm -hmm. lebron not paying attention to that just goes over to the ref tirading swings his arm one time, not at the ref, just like mm-hmm. in the air out right. of frustration and starts yelling profanities at the referee. Right. Aggressively standing over him and barking in his face. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, he teed him up and he threw him out. Yep. Made sense. Was, it was the second technical or he got two texts at the same time? I believe he got two at the same time. Okay. And from what I've been hearing from analysts, like under the... The softness of the ejection rule in the mm-hmm. NBA, it fits. Technically, it fits. Maybe if you disagree with it, mm-hmm. there's reason to maybe review the interpretation of that ejection yeah. policy. Maybe there's something to look at there. But I think just from the very start of it, in which LeBron insisted that contact warranted be, be, a foul, right. like you need to... Uh... I agree. I agree that... The foul that didn't didn't need to be called, so the ref was right to not call it. So I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you need to be ejected because what I saw was what I normally see LeBron and many other players do. I see players do it, but not at that proximity to the ref. He was up in his grill. I didn't think he was that close though. He was maybe like I'm just a, not seeing it. He was a foot or two away from him. As a, as I mean, a, he's a towering dude. He's so a like, tall guy, so like your he arm, could be five feet away and he'll still look like he's yeah. His wingspan is enough that if his arm reaches out, he's <laughs> through your chest. He is like Indiana Jones in your heart. Yeah. So I I thought he was I within his right to throw him out. Yeah, I didn't think I technically agreed with 
the ejection. But that's some, fine. But that's. Did you see what? But in, it happened regardless. It so. happened, and LeBron took himself to the showers, and in a 15-year career, that's the first time he's ever been ejected. Mm-hmm. That's that's not bad. That's impressive, man. I was not even aware of that stat. Yeah, I didn't like when someone said it's the first time he's been ejected, and I was just like. Oh, that's right. I don't think I've ever seen him you get it. That many games and never, never like lost your cool. That's cool. Well, I, yeah. I mean, in a way that you haven't Draymonded anybody that we know of. Yeah, you know, we know he's a big flopper, like especially in sure. his in his Heat days. There's definitely been less flopping since the league has been uh, cracking down on that. Yeah. Um, um. So yeah, so that that happened, but I think there's debate on whether or not um, they. Uh, that he should be ejected or not, but it happened. It's there. It's on his record. Fifteen years late. Fifteen years in the season later. Did you see what Enos Cantor's put on social media? I sure did because I posted it. Uh, yeah, that's my dude. He yeah. cir- so what he did God. was circle the ref and said, "What does he say? Like King of King of Cleveland? King of Cleveland? Strive for hashtags. Strive for greatness." Yeah. And I and I just I'm like, oh Enos. Yeah, you, you, just, you're asking to be beat up. He just really <laughs> wants to antagonize the king. And it's funny because Enos, every time LeBron comes at you, he's going to get the better of this matchup. I mean, absolutely. It's even in the but media. But it's really cute even that in he's the media, trying. He's, he's that guy who's got this... Um, he, he's very, like, forward... Forthright. He's very forthright. That's the word I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. He's very forthright in how he thinks about team mm-hmm. and companionship and trust. And so for him, it's a big honor thing. Right. It's like you don't talk down to my teammates. I defend my teammates. Sure. Just like the, the serious. I'm like that with people yeah. that I love. Like, yeah, but you don't gotta, mess with my don't mess with my my crew. Don't mess with be, my sure. You want to be yeah. tough, but part of being tough is also learning how to let it roll off your back and right. just pretend like people don't bother you. Like right. I don't, even, it doesn't even. There's a, there is a swagger to that that Enos does doesn't have. He right does now. not have swagger. He lets uh, you and a maturity in. and a maturity. Yes. It's like it's a maturity and a swagger of like that's cute. Yeah, we got the king, queen, and princess thing figured out. We're Le- good. LeBron is just like I ain't got time for you. Yeah, and so when they ask, he's him, like Enos who. Yeah, they like they said, "What do you think of Enos Cantor?" And he says, "Look, man, I don't know what's wrong with that." Guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, oh, know. LeBron. So I thought it was cool that he posts on social media. And the next time the Knicks and Cavs play, best believe LeBron will put on a show. Oh yeah, I mean that'll be a show, to, a fun show to watch, regardless because it's the Knicks, mm-hmm. and the Knicks are interesting to watch. Uh, speaking of the Knicks, did you hear what happened to Kristaps Porzingis? Somebody's ankle, the unicorn. His knee? Yeah, I will say I was watching the game and uh, I just remember just the the gasp in the room yeah. that I was in and I was like, oh, because he like landed on his side, the side of his ankle landed onto the ground. Oh. And so it's just a sprain um, and he's obviously didn't come back for um, that game because mm-hmm. that's smart. Like, yeah. they don't, I don't think they're playing until Sunday. So they have a, they have like days to rest, which is good. You preserve him as long as you need to. Because that unicorn is doing good things. He's seven foot three. He's so tall. He touches the rim just by raising his hand. He is so stupid tall. I didn't realize how tall he was. Yes. Until I saw a picture of him and another tall basketball player, mm-hmm. and he was towering over them. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, He's you're ginormous. You are huge. 
He's <laughs> he is slightly shorter than Yao Ming. And Yao Ming was like seven four seven five, seven six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's when you're at that height, that altitude. Right. It's the he's air so is lanky. stupid thin up there. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, he's lanky. He's very lanky. He's got on the upper he's body. Built, he's built some muscle, but he's still lanky. Yeah. His lower body is a little more cemented. It's a little more. Still sturdy. Yeah. So he's yeah. got that going. So hopefully his knees and ankles and hips will hold up over time. Right. And then the upper body, he can just do whatever he needs to. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, the MRI results came in. It's negative on any injuries when it comes to his right ankle. Um, so I think. Everyone in the New York world, that in the New York sports world, had a sigh of relief that he may be coming back sooner. And he's only 22, so he's he's got potentially a long career as long as he yeah. takes care of himself and is healthy. He's at that height where they need to be careful because his body can break down faster than uh-huh. a normal player. He, 30 might be his cap. It might be. But so you need to like, in this make next good seven on years, this now. Yeah, we got to make it happen. Yeah. Um, speaking of the Knicks, mm-hmm. Carmelo had some things to say. So we talked about how the Thunder are not doing great. No. And they are pissed about it. So according to Carmelo, they as a team are are like mad that they're not doing as well as they should be, right? Because mm-hmm. we talked about it last week that there are three superstars and you said, was it last week or two weeks ago, where you were like, I don't think there's enough balls on the court. Because yeah. outside of the balls that they all have, Physically. Testicles. Testicles. Yes. Those testicles. But the orange ball that isn't 45. There's only one of those on the court. Spalding. Spalding. There's only one of There's only one Spalding. Yeah. And he's best friends with... Russell. Russell. So he's the engine of Mm -hmm. the offense, but Mm -hmm. then you got these other two superstars in Carmelo and PG. Mm -hmm. What to do with their bodies on the court. Right. they account for like 66 to 70% of the scoring right. each night. So so it's, they're still trying to figure that out. And that's what he was saying. Um, like, yeah, we're figuring it out. Like, we are pissed. We're working on figuring out how to make this work. Mm-hmm, us mm-hmm. as a team work. And so while he was being interviewed, he goes, someone asked him if he's ever played on a team that struggled to meet expectations. And then he, I can think of a few. <laughs> I think yeah, I can think of a few as well. Specifically, as as he said, he he answered the question with the question. You watched the last couple of seasons. <laughs> are you, you know, are you? Are, is that a dumb question? Did I know you, there's no dumb questions, but have have you? Did you follow me recently? You, do you? I do you know where I was before this? I um, <laughs> have been on some terrible teams. <laughs> uh, it's. One franchise called the Knickerbockers. They're bad. (laughs) They were bad when I was there. Um, They're good now. So what does that mean? That, yeah, they're better now with you not there. Yeah, so was it your juju? And this team, this Thunder team, was better without you here. I know. So the question needs to become... Who's the common denominator? I (laughs) am just saying, for people who have relationship issues, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. where there's... uh, Consistent problems between relationships, but it's the same thing. But it's the same thing each time. At some point, you need probably you need to look at part. It's a two way street sometimes, and your your side might be under construction. And you might have a type that's probably not not good for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So I learned that very quickly. <laughs> I don't I don't date musicians anymore because of that reason. What's wrong with musicians? Oh, we'll talk about that off mic. Another episode. <laughs> we'll so talk about have, that off mic. Do you think? Do you? All right. Am I? analysis that there's not enough basketballs on the court for right. these guys because they play too much um, iso ball iso ball right there's too many guys especially carmelo because the ball stops yeah. it comes to him and he just He's known works as a, yeah he doesn't there's no flow of offense mm-hmm. it just goes through him. there's no leadership that is team leadership yeah because like when russell was on the court with his team last year mm-hmm. without these guys He's flying around, darting around. He's passing. He's driving. He's rebounding. The ball's moving. He's getting triple doubles. Like he's moving other. without yeah. the ball. Yeah. With this group, you, I've never seen Russell stand around this much. Yeah. Like he'll just have to be there. Oh, we went to Carmelo. I'm gonna stand over here on this opposite corner. Right. And just wait and watch Carmelo. Right. Do we think it's time for someone to come off the bench? Wait, what? From the big three. Do you think it's time like for like someone needs of, to be benched? Someone needs to be benched. It's certainly not going to be Russell Westbrook. No, that's that's there's a that would be a frozen day in hell if that happens. Right. Do you think any of those other two guys need? I to think come I off think Carmelo would need to be benched. Yeah, I mean I don't think he will be. No, I think he should be because I don't think Billy Donovan, and this is no slight to Billy Donovan. I don't think he has the uh, chutzpah <laughs> to ask Carmelo to come off the bench because your relationship with him at that point yeah. is dead as a doornail. Right. Like you, you it's just... like when, uh, so I don't know if you heard the Giants. Um, oh, God, yes. The Giants benched uh, Eli Manning oh, and people are. so much. Like, dude, I... he, there's no reason for him to bench him. Like, yes, you guys suck. Two and nine. Yeah. Like, it's, I mean, you guys suck. Oh, but That's hard, man. Yeah. But uh, I think PG would do more for them. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, Carmelo could. I think PG and Russ together could it could work. Yeah, and then Carmelo comes off with the second unit as right. a nice. So you get you get twenty right. a night out of Carmelo, and that's enough. That's right. what you need. If you're wanting a ring, your ego needs to be put off to the side. He is not, but he's not going to do, do that. that. He's not. He, and he was ne- he ne- was never able to do that. We all never. know this. No, he always. We all know this from when he was in Denver. Mm. We know this when he was in the Knicks. That's it, right? Those are the only two he's mm-hmm. been with. Yeah, Denver and the Knicks, and now he's with um, the Thunder. So, I, I mean, I think he should be benched. I just don't think it's going to happen. If anyone, if anyone is going to be benched, it should be him. But if they don't have the chutzpah to do it, it's going to be PG. Because PG would take. The, he he would take. He, he yeah, would be like, yeah. I'll do it for the team. And because PG is under contract for only this year. Yeah. Oh, he'll leave. Yeah. Go wherever he if needs this to. Does, if this doesn't pan out the way that he and even it's said. Not, it, it's not panning out right no, now. No, it's not. But the thing is, it's only week seven, right? Like there's, sure. there is more time. a lot more basketball to be mm-hmm. played. So things could change. I mean, we, we were, you know, as, as a, a reporter once said, you know, all of you were worried about the Cavs. Are the Cavs going to make it? Like, look at them not doing so well. And now they have a nine-game nine winning yeah. streak. Mind you, they weren't playing, like, the best teams on and, all of those games. And but their rotation and the starting five changed, like, eight times. And Dwayne Wade... Had to go to the bench. Went to the, and willingly did so. Mm-hmm. And it's worked out better for the mm-hmm. second unit. They yeah. have more flow there. Absolutely. When he and Kyle Korver are on the floor, damn. I mean, it's just... Disgusting. He's, yeah, D-Wade slashing, posting up. Yeah. Korver's hitting threes. Kevin Love looked good the other night. 
in that game. He looked Le- real good. In the game where LeBron got Not ejected? Not just on the basketball court, <laughs> but also <Get> you. <laughs> in my eyes. We are uh. men are sexually harassed all the time. Get Listen out of here. This. Get out of here. We, uh, my, the plight of my people. They um, He had 38 points, 9 rebounds, and a winning effort. Mm-hmm. And LeBron left the game. And still. And the Cavs still closed the game. Mm-hmm. That's what was so impressive, mm-hmm. is that they, we don't even have our leader. We can still do this. Yeah. Good got, job, got, vets. Yeah. They're figuring it out now. They got their roles situated. The Cavs right. are looking good. They're starting, and like as, as LeBron said, they're starting to trust each other. They didn't know each other. There were seven yeah. new players. They needed to D. Figure, Rose is yeah. still gone. Like, and, that, yeah. and they're still supporting him and letting him figure out what his and that's again we have no real updates other than yeah, sure. everyone both near and far supporting him and saying whatever he needs we will mm-hmm. give him so but yeah so i mean they, they finally found their rhythm so hopefully okc and their leadership will, will find it at some point they're not gonna miss the playoffs but they will go if they miss the playoffs ross will be pissed I don't think they'll be in the top four seed, but I don't think so either. They will. They'll figure it out enough to get to the potentially second round. But I'll tell you this: if they don't look good this year, no one's blaming Russ. Mm-hmm. No one's blaming Pete. Sorry, PG Paul George. Paul George. It's the bad juju that everyone in New York has mm. always talked about. That's what people are going to blame. After a while, Dude, as you mentioned, I don't know as you mentioned, if it's not warranted. It's as you mentioned. If you if you see the same kind of problem in your relationships, sometimes it just might be you. Specifically, Carmelo. The other I don't know. Players did not change, and no. Oladipo. Look at it this way. Mm-hmm. You know what Oladipo's doing in Indiana this year? What's he doing? Balling out. Out of control. He's balling out of control, and people are saying. He was always this good. We just didn't know it. Mm-hmm. So he kind of diminished some of his light to play under OKC's system. Right. With Billy Donovan, with Russell Westbrook. Right. And did them a lot of good. And did that. That team did great. And he fit with the system. He was a team player. Yes. And He's if you. adaptable to that system. If you have a guy who comes in who replaces him now saying, yeah, I'm not coming off the bench. And you're scoring 20, but you're stopping the ball on right. offense. And your defense sucks. Not good. It's not good. OKC is the second best defense in the league. Mm-hmm. And that's with Carmelo Anthony as your power forward. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's some matchup issues yeah. with him. We'll, s- we'll see how far they can get in the playoffs. But I don't think he'll be the savior that he hoped to be. Yeah, I definitely don't think so either. Definitely, definitely not. He did originally, his trade requests were mm-hmm. only to two places. Cleveland mm-hmm. and Houston. Houston is now the number one seed. Cleveland had struggles. Mm-hmm. But they're getting there. They're getting there. Can you imagine him on either of those teams? Nope. What that would look like? If he, was, if he wasn't the Cavs, I feel like... LeBron would have put him in his place. Uh, he would have willingly wanted to because it's LeBron's team and he's totally fine with that. It's so do, you think, do you think he's not fine with... No, he knows it's Russ's team. Russ's team. Because they are friends. They do hang out. Yeah, but not friends like him and LeBron. I mean, they went through high school ball together. Like They yeah, played against true. each other and they got drafted together. 
Yeah, just, there's a com- yeah. yeah there's, there's a trust there. Amigos kind of thing. It's, yeah. You know the crew, him, all them, D Wade, CP3. CP3. Yeah. So that's why he only wanted to go to Houston because or Cleveland because of CP3. Right. And if he had gone to Houston though, it it would have worked. You think so? It, yeah, because you got the two league leaders in assists. Harden, yeah. Harden and CP3. And then... Mello likes to shoot. Right, I'm like, he'll stop the ball. He'll Like, the problem is he's still going to stop the ball wherever he goes. And, yeah, Because he's not adaptable to any other system than his own. That's interesting because... And maybe you're right, because he would have to go to Houston where they didn't play a lot of defense, at least last year. I think this year it's getting a little better yeah. because CP3 helps. Mm-hmm. But... Mike D'Antoni's teams are always about high scoring. Right. Moving the ball, fast pace, letting James Harden just run wild mm-hmm. and make the offense go. You put Melo on the court, playing no s- defense, but he likes to score. But he's going to stop the ball the minute the ball's in I his would hand. wonder if he would have stopped the offense. I think he would have. Yeah. Think about what he, that's what he's doing in OKC. Yeah, I, I, I just wonder about the adaptive. I agree that he seems not to be able to adapt, but I wonder if it would have changed if he had facilitators like CP3 and Harden and a system like D'Antoni's. I don't know. It's all I don't know. speculation. It's, it's, all, it's all what ifs at this point, right? Yeah. Like it's all. But I'm just saying. But it it says a lot about the fact that we have to decide what system this player could. This amazing, world talented, top scoring USA basketball player. Absolutely not taking that away. What system could he actually work but in? But this is the thing. The league has changed, right? It's a point guards league. It's a, right. And so you have to change with the times. You have to unlearn things. Yeah, yeah. You know? And so he has to unlearn what he's comfortable with, maybe, mm. to be able to play the ball in a way that if you want, if you want to be a contender for the championship ring. He'll never. Which, he'll... Is he going to be one of those great players that was never MVP and never... You know, gonna get a ring. Another champion. Okay. Um, you know, because you have to adapt with the times, right? Like, okay, this is a point guard's league. It's not. You know, we're not playing the way that we're not playing iso ball the way that the ball is moving. We're not. We we need you to be good shooters, not just in the paint, but specifically outside of it. Three and point. Three points, right? Yeah. We want those three pointers, half court shots. Like those are like we need. We need ballers like that. Yeah. And not saying that he can't do that. No, he can. He can. But if you stop the ball and stop the momentum, because I think he gets tired. His conditioning's off. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't Which know. is why he's not able to. He just, or maybe it's a trust thing. Like he trusts only himself to make the shot. I think that's definitely true. You know, because and so that's probably that clutch. That clutch thing. He's all about clutch. Which is great. He's and, really good at it. Yeah, but like. Not every game is about the clutch shot. Right. It's like all the points that leads up to the clutch shot. He's not a very well-rounded player statistically. No. I mean, sorry, that's not fair. I'm comparing him to like LeBron in my mind. Right. So when I think of LeBron, let's just not do that. Yeah, he's <laughs> like LeBron's averaging like twenty-nine, eight and eight. Right. You know, that's that's freakish. Yeah. Uh, Melo's a scorer. Yeah. That's what he does. He's not known for assists. He'll get you some rebounds, but that's not even his thing. He gives you points. Right. He won't even give you defense. He's a very specific player who, give me the ball, I can get this in the hoop. Right. But it is about him. He doesn't trust. He's not on these pick and rolls. He's not trying to learn offensive schemes. He's just a natural talent. 
and uh, maybe his pride is in the way. I think that's what it is. But I, yeah, I hope they get together because I really want to see a, a good matchup in the finals. Yeah, because really, at the end of the day, we don't want it to be a boring playoff like it was last year. Yeah, please don't get blown. If OKC gets blown out in the playoffs, I'll just be so sad. Yeah. Uh, but another sad thing. Yeah. I hate to see someone lose their job, and yeah. that's what happened. Not unless unless they did something wrong, right? Well, yeah. If they show their penis to other people, like yeah. we don't want that to happen. Like, agreed. That's that not... that did not happen in what I'm about to talk about. Okay, so good. That's good. So penises were all in pants. Yes. Great. The Grizz fired Fizz. The Memphis. Wait, what? The Memphis. Say it again? The Memphis Grizzlies fired. Let go of. Um, their coach. Fizdale, Coach Fizdale. Why? He. It He's, could be argued. Well, is it? Is it what I think it is? Because he's a black guy. No. What? <laughs> <laughs> I told you he didn't bring his penis out. <laughs> what do you Good. think it is? Was someone mad at him? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, ownership would say they were mad at him because he lost eight games in a row. I say, hey, you're our coach, and you've lost uh, eight straight games in a row. That's eight. That's more. That's eight games more than we want you to lose. Right. And uh, it just Again, seems this like this is lot. week seven of the NBA, so I'm like... And someone could say, you know, just at the start of the season, the Grizzlies were the number one seed in the West. Right. But it was early, right. and now we've lost eight in a row. Granted, Mike Conley's been hurt. He's, yes. He's the engine of the offense. Right. He has an Achilles injury, I believe. Yeah, and he's your highest paid player. Yeah. You know, in top five in the league right. contracts. So... That's going to hurt you. And then, but amidst all that, the rumor is... Is it Gasol? The star center, Marcus All. Not, not pleased with Fisdale. Which is so interesting because Fisdale is known to be a player's coach. Mm-hmm. Like, many players love him. So this makes a little bit more sense why, why LeBron came out to be like, think he's the fall guy. Like, LeBron came out in support of Fizz. And I was like, what is he talking about? Like, I was confused as mm-hmm. to... So now this makes more sense with Fizz being fired. Um, so for Gasol, is it just Gasol that doesn't like him? Are there Do there other players not like him? From what reporters are saying, everybody was on board and everybody was in Ready his to corner. Ready yeah. Except for Mark. From the very beginning, Mark was tuned out to the whole thing. And I don't know what it was. Um, oh, but LeBron did say that too. Of Fizdale's not one to take BS from anyone. He's not right. going to quote unquote kiss anyone's ass. Right. And so I think LeBron is alluding to, hey, he's not like if Mark wants him to be a certain way as a coach, he's not willing to right. entertain this whole, hmm. you know, whatever Mark was trying to put forward. It's not known whether Fizdale, to my knowledge, whether he was someone who was just more hard-nosed or he wanted to have a culture that people were a little bit more relaxed. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what it was. But um, but in that market, though, in Memphis, it's hard to... You got a precarious situation where you have to win. Mm-hmm. And you know, like in Chicago where they let go of Jimmy Butler? Yep. And then we sucked. They chose... Yeah. Well, they chose a coach over the player because... You're in Chicago, and you have this storied franchise with right. a fan base that will support that. You 
can, pretty pretty unapologetically. Can, too. Yeah, and if you don't think Jimmy Butler's your guy, you can get rid of him and get somebody else. Mm-hmm. But with Memphis, Ooh. good point. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, with Memphis, if you let go of Marcus Gasol. For Fisdale, Fizd- who is Fisdale? Yeah. Like in terms he's, of his he's accolades, he's nobody in, he's, in, yeah. in yeah, that and, makes sense. And if you have Mark, who's brooding, and he's arguably top three center in the league, mm-hmm. in that franchise city of Memphis, he sells T-shirts, tickets, jerseys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fisdale does not do that. So nope. numbers wise, if the coach has lost eight games in a row, and your star center does not like him, it's a pretty easy it. choice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's unfortunate. I'm just—it's a dollars game. I also don't like seeing a black man lose his job. Yeah, but you know what? I would say I thought about that too. Mm-hmm. Marcus Saul also had Lionel Hollins, mm-hmm. a black coach, and he liked Lionel. So it's not a race thing. It's not a race thing for him. It's, it's a just personality like, thing. Yeah, he didn't like Fisdale. Um, oh so, boy. So I hope he. But he's a good coach and. Many people swear by him, and so he'll be an assistant coach somewhere on a bench coming to you soon, probably. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's it for the NBA, unless you have something else, because it's been kind of low-key, not too many fights outside of LeBron getting a little little heated. A little chippy, yeah. No, yeah, it's been... That's about it, I guess, huh? I dig it, yeah. All right, let's keep it moving to some dopeness. All right, folks, it's time to talk about some dope people that we're interested in talking about, I guess, right? Yeah, I'll give them cred this week. <laughs> that's, what, that's what we talk about, some of our dope folks. I believe this time it's your turn, Sir Alex, and who's your dope person? Last week, I think we were discussing the Golden State Warriors. Sure. And how there's some people on the Warriors who we're, we're fans of. There's a lot of good play yeah. there. Yeah. If there's any one person on the Warriors that I'm still a little bit standoffish with, um, only for choices they made in the offseason to go to the Warriors. Oh, I know who you're talking about. It's Kevin Durant. Yeah. I'm pretty iffy with him, too. He's the only one that I'm like, are you champion of the Amaz- year? Nah, okay. Not champion of the You're an amazing player, but I wouldn't have given you an award for that for making the easy decision. Absolutely. You mean, no, a chump decision. Yeah, there you go. I I'll, I'd say it to his face. I, me too. But but then I get scared and but, run away. <laughs> no, not even. He's anyway. He is this week's dope person of the week for me. Okay. Because of what I, he said, I and would not expect that of you. I I don't know. I hold no grudges against him for him as a person. So he was asked about um, his his life career where he is right now, and mm-hmm. he says, you know. I think about race in America and you notice how much, how little has changed. Mm-hmm. And I wonder with all my privilege as an NBA player, what my life would be like if I didn't, if I wasn't good at basketball, oh, if I were just, just a, black like a black man, man. we talk about mm. uh, race in America for black people mm. and people want to, you know, kind of take away from our story or our voice because we make millions of dollars. But if I wasn't good at basketball, I would just be a black guy out here. So many of the guys he talks about, like growing up with in the hood right. involved with authorities, either related to drugs or just being out in the streets in the right. open with less to do, less resources, less means, less mm-hmm. opportunities. 
And he was always either, he said, I was either in the gym or on my way to or from the gym. Mm -hmm. So no one ever bothered me and I never had an opportunity to engage in anything else because I had tunnel vision just on the gym. Because so, he, wa- he wanted to be in the NBA. He wanted yeah, to be a champion. That he was to be it. MVP. Yeah. But it wasn't like he grew up in an area where everybody was saying, I'm going to be a doctor, a lawyer, or whatever. Right. That was, was the only way out. Yeah. The way out was like, I'm going to go play pro basketball. Right. So it was an easy choice for a kid who's like almost seven feet tall to say, I'm going to go play pro basketball. He, um, But he was just saying like, in America, race is still very much an issue. And whether you like to believe it or not, Oh, he's, you know, but you do play basketball and you are an amazing success story. And it's, but if I saw Kevin Durant on the street, a seven foot tall, lanky black man, and he were stand, he was standing just at the corner smoking a cigarette, mm-hmm. his life would not be worth very much right. in the eyes of authorities and the government. And he, most people in America. Yeah. Like whether you like to believe it or not, yeah. the subconscious works in such a way where I see a black man wearing and it happens in the fraction of a second yeah i see a black man he's yay tall his skin complexion is yay dark and the shoes he's wearing the clothes he's wearing his posture what he's smoking like is it a cigarette no it could be weed i don't know Mm. you know it's just a scary thought and so for a lot of people that's um that's how they see the black body in america and kevin is just pointing out hey i'm lucky that i get to go out here and make buckets for a living yeah and i get paid for that and people love me for that america and white people love me for that but if i didn't shoot basketball would you care about me as a black person no like i think curry also said something similarly he did um so it's nice to see that basketball players are aware of that i don't think they were not aware of it i I appreciate that they're verbally saying it out loud for sure because i think that's Sometimes we, we assume everyone just knows these things or like, you know, if we, I just assume everyone knows that black bodies aren't valued in, mm. in this country. But sometimes you need to be reminded. It's you nice. Know, it's nice. It's a good reminder to be like, yo, this is the world we live in. Be aware. Make, make it better. Yep. And additionally, just something on a completely separate note, mm-hmm. he just released his line of eyewear with Nike. Eyewear with Nike? Okay. Kevin Durant has his own spectacles, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Are they? Do they look cool? They look, well, check it out on the website. I, I put it in my notes, but the Nike uh, brand of Kevin Durant frames for specifically for eyewear. There's three uh, types of eyeglasses for men and three for kids. Mm-hmm. And oh, these are like eyeglasses. This is eyeglasses, not, just, not, not sunglasses. sunglasses. There are no sunglasses. It's just prescription eyeglasses. Huh. He is towing into fashion a little bit. Okay. So. Uh, kind of like his uh, former friend, Russell Westbrook. Is he trying to? Uh... <laughs> Was that a little higher? Yeah, it seems like Kevin felt he, like uh, trying to be cool. He was not. He was not that fashionable in OKC. But I feel like maybe he thought if I moved to California, uh, my my upside. The glasses increases. look cool. I mean, they're yeah. cool glasses. Like, yeah, they, they they're with the times. But um, is he uh, trying to be like? <laughs> <laughs> 
You see, the next game, you'll watch Russell Westbrook come in with like three sets of eyeglasses. I love on. it. He's like wearing one. He's right. he's wear, actually wearing about putting one on his head and one like on his just shirt. It on just on his like, collar. Yeah, I love it. I'm yeah, into it. No, he'll be trolling the hell out of this. Yeah. I will say the only thing, did you see the interview of him uh, talking about how he felt like LeBron passed the torch to him when he, <laughs> that's the only time, that's the only time I'm like, that's the only reason why I'm just like, he's not that dope. I mean, he's dope for saying what he did uh, or what he said, but, uh, what he meant by that interview, I think is, um, Oh, he still kind of, idolizes him. He's like, like that's, that's the he's guy saying. I grew up with. Yeah, whatever. totally. It's, yeah. He's yeah. just, anyway, I just thought I wanted to put that in, but, uh, is he uh, trying to be like Westbrook? <laughs> Sorry. I just, <laughs> I just had to go that high. Cause I'm like, ah. he's yeah. So that's my dope person for once is, is Kevin Durant. I, that's, We'll Listen, see how you feel next week. KD. No, I mean, <laughs> hey, KD, I think you're a, if he If I were to see him in the street and he asked me, like, what do you really think of me? I'd say, you're a hell of a player. You are an amazing talent. You are yeah. a scorer like none other. You Absolutely. might actually be top three all time in scoring when it's all said and done. Right. Um, but that was I a chump-ass move. A, it was a fucking punk move you made when you went to the... Like, any any dumbass could make that choice. Yeah, I mean, how even much, I could do it, too. How and much <laughs> effort did it take for you to make that decision, honestly? Yeah. I mean, may, less than a second? Yeah. Yeah, good job. Pat yeah. yourself on the back. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's sad that we're, like, judging him on one decision he made. Like you made this, a career... A uh, one career decision. Like, I made career decisions. Yeah, but... And like he's defined by that. It's sad, but I it's also it's, defining his legacy in the I think, NBA. I think what I can equate it to in our world as people is just uh, imagine being a teacher who says you work in an inner city school where kids don't have the same access to resources. And you're like, I'm changing lives for kids who really need it. You know, like I'm mm-hmm. all about the struggle and lifting people up. I'm not going to go work for these rich kids who make a lot of money and have all these books and computers and technology and stuff because right. that would be the easy choice. I'm going to do this. And that's what Kevin Durant said about LeBron James going to play for Miami. Yeah. Right? And then... And now he did exactly Three years that. later, yeah. you're working at West Helm St. <laughs> Mark's School for the Boys. like, And you're just like wearing preppy outfits every day and making like a sizable increase in your income and working with like a more affluent population. It's like, okay, what happened to the other guy, the social justice warrior? Mm. All right. Yeah. Still out. But anyway, I do appreciate what he said outside of all of those things. No, I, I think what he I said was on point. Yeah. And very much needed. Um, for me, my dope person of the week is Anne Curry. Um, Ann Curry was the former co-host of Matt Lauer, the the guy who got his of the Today Show of the t- well of the former with <laughs> Matt Lauer with Matt Lauer yeah um, of the Today Show former former co co-host of mm-hmm. of that of that show until very recently. Um, so the reason why I picked her is because you know there's. Um, a lot of people have been talking about her as well as another anchor who was kind of pushed away from um, the Today Show because of ratings or for whatever reason. Both were women of color. Um, and um, both of them have been pretty silent and or um, very diplomatic about what what they could say, right, as far as 
this whole thing with Matt Lauer. Um, and one of the reasons why I picked her is because I think, so she actually had a, um, a previously scheduled um, interview with people um, that was like previously scheduled to discuss the upcoming return, uh, her up- upcoming return to television. So before I get into all of that, and she made some comments about Matt Lauer, but was very, very broad and like not, you know, anything... Because all we know, she could be one of the people that Variety was talking about, right? Like, we don't know. Um, Because all all the people in Variety were anonymous um, that came forward or wanted to remain anonymous. But something about her, um, you know, she was one of the first Asian Americans. She's um, Japanese as well as, um, like like you, a mutt white Mm -hmm. person. Um, And she was one of the first... um, Wait, that sounded wrong, didn't I? Yeah, yeah that well, did not she sound has like right. a mixture, a, a mixture, mixture of, like, of lots of European yeah, heritage, yeah, yeah. Right. and I apologize right now for saying that. On behalf of I? mixed people, we accept your apology. I am. Thank you. Please, please send them my apologies in, in the email list. We have here. a meeting next week. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, and so you know, she has she has had a long career in NBC um, for quite some time, and when and uh, when Katie Couric left. Um, there was like this, they needed a co-anchor mm-hmm. to replace her and she was picked. Um, and that's, that was in like, ooh, I don't remember when that happened, but I believe she left in like 2011, Meredith Vieira. No, Meredith Vieira left in 2011. I don't know who that is. There was Katie Couric and then Meredith Vieira. She, she was, you'll, if you see her, a picture of her, she helped with the view when that was a oh. thing oh, okay. for us for some time. Um, anyway, um, so she was there. Uh, so she was always part of the Today Show. Like she was, she did segments for them and things of that nature. So she was part of the show for quite some time and officially became an anchor in 2011. And then a year later, because they were not doing well in the ratings, um, I think Good Morning America was beating them, mm-hmm. uh, which that is their competitor. Um, they, uh, there were rumors that she was getting fired. Like that was out there. Um, in the journalism field and just in, you know, in media. Um, and on uh, on a day in 2012, I forget what date specifically, um, she tearfully said that, you know, she this would be her last morning and that she never thought this is how she would leave this desk, but that's what's happening. Um, it was rumored that um, the reason why she was fired was multiple layers of it um it be, one being that she was kind of awkward or cold um that she didn't always have the right outfits to wear think of the things that we've said about hillary mm. like mm. like you know she was mm-hmm. um she didn't have like like what they wanted or what they needed um and she then didn't she didn't do the dap right right she didn't do what like she's the reason why we're having low ratings not because yeah of other things. Um, and one of the major things that people thought was because of Matt Lauer, that he wanted her out. Um, folks have denied that uh, through and through. Um, though though she was quote-unquote fired from the co-host position, she uh, did still was still part of the Today Show um, and was doing segments and things like she did previously. She just wasn't an official co-host. That hurts. Yeah, that's not great. So one of the first times she came back after she was fired, it was with Matt Lauer, and it was visible the tension that they had yeah. on the screen as well as off like off screen like backstage from people. Um, she eventually like she also did things for Nightly News and because she's a journalist, she's she's done other 
things for NBC. Um, and they were just like, no, it's not, you know, we, we just wanted a different direction. We knew that we could get something better from this other person. That's why we moved her because she wasn't fitting the mold that they needed. The, the warm, the, the pretty, yeah. the whatever demographic. I think she's warm. I think she's pretty. I think she's intelligent, whatever. And so, uh, so they were all denying that it wasn't because of Matt Lauer. We just found something better and that's what we needed to go with. It's dollars and cents at this point. Right. Um, and eventually after a while, she just departed in 2015. She said she was leaving the network altogether. Um, and so this is when she's coming. She's actually working with PBS now, um, which is kind of cool. And, um, in this, you know, previously, like scheduled interview before all of this kind of went down, they, you know, they were going to ask her about, you know, about all this. And she's like, you know what? I'm still processing it. It's still a lot going on. And then she further on went to share uh, that she, she, this is what well, her statement was once all of this kind of came out. Cause she, what she could have done is throw this man under the bus yeah, and call him a scumbag. Right. Yeah. But this is what she did instead. She said, I admire the women who have been willing to speak up both anonymously and on the record, those women need to keep their jobs and all women need to be able to work, to be able to thrive without fear. This kind of behavior exists across industries and it is long overdue for it to stop. This is a moment when we all need to be a beacon of light for those women, for all women and for ourselves. So I think she's dope for hmm. taking the high road instead of, you know, being mean about it. Um, and that regardless of what people have thought of her, clearly women have women if, of her stature, of her intelligence and of her of her um, ability as a journalist, as a whatever, um, have gone through these things all the time and she still comes out to be doing really cool things and talking and I think specifically the PBS documentary, it's called We'll Meet Again. It's um, kind of talking about folks who are who've gone through trauma and things like that too. So She's also putting out good work out there too. So she's dope and I wish her nothing but the best. Mm -hmm. So yeah. That's cool. All right. I dig it too. All right. I think that is all that we have for today. Yeah. So be sure, as we always mention, follow us, talk to us, tell us how we're doing um, because we'd love to hear from you. And, And until next week, be dope and we'll catch you later. See ya.